The Big Red Couch, the podcast about making role-playing games. A group of GMs and players draw ideas from the mystery books and bring their game pictures to you. Good morning, listener, and welcome to The Big Red Couch, episode 98. Here in sunny and beautiful England, where there are a few clouds in the sky, but most of it's this lovely blue, I'm Craig. And over here, where we're experiencing total sunlight deprivation because, you know, it's the middle of the night. It's Ben. Suck it, flat earthers. <laughs> yes. I guess this is pretty good, if quite circumstantial proof. We could, this could be a very complex plot to, to, you know, pretend that there is actually a spherical Earth, but it does seem like a lot of effort. Yeah, like satellites, doctored photos, and apparently every airline routing ever. <laughs> Ah, well. Okay, yes. we, can't, we can't bag on Flat Earthers two episodes in a row. Before, that's <laughs> that's last true, time. that's true. Okay. Let's, let's find someone else. Well, just, just before we find someone else, or maybe this will come up. In our last episode, we mentioned that New Zealand was in the process of trying to find a government. It's around here somewhere. Well, after nearly a month, we found one. Indeed. Well, actually, that's shorter than the last two coalition governments that, that involved um, New Zealand first, so... I guess good old Winston has realised that he hasn't got that much uh, that much longer to go as a viable political career. And he wants to get the maximum baubles in his time, yes. Oh, he, he was certainly revelling in the attention. That was, oh, God, yes, un- yes. <laughs> unmistakable, but yeah. And that happened earlier this week, I believe, a couple of days ago. Mm. It's, yep. And the, the, thing that, the thing that I'm finding the, the nicest about it quite aside from the fact that it's a chain, change of government away from one I didn't like to one I do, that, that, that aside is that I feel that as a country, we can all come together and bond over just how miserable this has made one of New Zealand's media trolls and alleged journalists. Oh, would you be talking about Mike Hosking? Yes, the sad Mike Hosking meme. And I should point out, there is a vague chance that I'm related to the man Oof. Uh, on my mother's side. Um, yeah, yeah. for a bit of backstory, he is somebody who very much presents himself as being this, the, this fair and balanced journalist. He's not. His biases are very clearly obvious, and he absolutely hates this results. And it's really, really obvious from... Absolutely everything he's done since the um, result has been announced, and it's fantastic. It's a bit of bit of Schadenfreude, but yeah, gonna, oh, gonna happen to a nicer I'm guy. Bathing in the Schadenfreude. <laughs> I mean, I used to quite like Mike Hosking when back in the day he was on Breakfast Television. Yeah, he was this slightly more conservative than everybody else guy on Breakfast Television, but he didn't take it particularly seriously, and neither did anybody else. Then he got a fancy mm. haircut and a car and just became more and more of a dick. He, well, he got thrown out of Australia for being a dick, so I think... Wasn't that Paul Henry? Oh, they can't start to become indistinguishable after a while. That's true. Honest. But, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I could, be thinking, I could have been thinking of Paul Henry. We haven't heard much from Paul Henry lately, which is probably why... Well, I mean, effectively, <laughs> he's trying to muscle in on uh, Mike's gig. That, that, that shit ain't happening. No, no, I guess he's, he has that, that pinned. So... Yes, and, and there's been some Facebook memes about the, oh, this isn't democracy, not, not there is a percentage of the population who haven't voted for the particular constituents of the, uh, the coalition government, and this, this number magically adds up to more than 100%, so it's not democratic. It's like, 
Do you math? Do you even understand how the political system in New Zealand works? Because there's a rather nice example out there about bu- uh, buying a pie that you should read. And effectively, <laughs> under the New Zealand system, if you have enough mates to buy the pie, you get to be in government. If you don't have enough mates to buy the pie, or if you've consistently pissed them off for nine years straight so they won't lend you the money, you can't buy the pie. It's really that simple. Okay, let's back away from pies for the moment. You're starting to get a bit... A bit <laughs> You start to think a bit heated. Well, that's okay. We can just blow on the pie. <laughs> nice. You can't see the awful, awful finger gun expression I'm pulling, but trust me, indeed, it's indeed. awful and dreadful. Okay, so we have an episode for uh, today. I know by this point you're probably all wondering whether we do have an episode or whether we're just going to ramble on until you get bored. It was an option, but we do have a prompt, and that prompt is Evil Sidekick Hangout. Indeed. So, have you come up with a scintillating idea for Evil Sidekick Hangout? I have three. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is... That's unprecedented. On, on the plus side, most of them aren't very good. So, they, they yeah, may only count right. for half, so I may like have one and a half. Quantity is a quality in and of itself. Never mind the quality feel of it. <laughs> right. How so, about you? Since do you have... I have a reasonably solid idea which has a timely pop culture time. Ooh, mm-hmm. ooh. Oh, you went with relevance. <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, one of mine references throw mama from the train, so... Holy crap. Yeah, mine is not timely. Right. Well, since you're going to be digging on the nostalgia thing, maybe you should go first. <laughs> okay. All right. Just just call out a stop if I'm trembling all over one of your ideas. Uh-huh. Okay. So, uh, if we go with that one first. Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, you haven't. Not so far. <laughs> All right. So I looked at Evil Sidekick Hangout um, and basically thought of, okay, Evil Sidekick, a.k.a. Henchman, whatever, imagining basically a group of all of the all of the henchmen of villains getting together to plot to kill off each other's villain in very much the Hitchcock strangers on a train oh, slash... Mm-hmm. Throw Mama from the Train, nice. crisscross thing. Oh, nice. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I see it basically as a... I think it would probably work best as a... You could do it as a murderous superhero heist movie, almost. Because it's yeah, effectively multiple, multiple interlinked, simultaneous imprisonments, framings, assassinations, whatever, to take out these these villains just sort of wipe the slate clean of, I don't know, presumably a city or maybe a country depending on, or a world, depending on how big a scale you go. You'll wipe the slate clean of all of the top-level uh, villains at once so that all of their sidekicks can step into the role. Hmm, interesting. So the ambitious... I'm, I will in a moment quibble about your use of the term sidekick, but I am too excited about the rest of the idea right now. So these are these... So they're definitely henchmen. They're definitely. Yeah, he's a henchman. I mean, yeah, you could go into the whole thing of Bob. I, Bob I always think my number one guy. No, no one remembers Bob. With yeah, I always go with the thought of sidekick. Yeah, Robin the boy hostage is a sidekick. Harley Quinn isn't a sidekick. I I personally have the the, the mental thing of sidekick means on the hero side of things, not the villain side of things. But setting that aside for this idea, yeah, it's basically 
all of the, the the hinch goons you know harley finally has enough of the uh, of the joker's shit possibly because she's just sick of jared leto movies i'm not sure it seems plausible under the circumstance <laughs> well maybe the goons in question have just gone full starscream you're gonna have to unpack that one for me starscream was the amazingly incompetent cowardly and toadying second to megatron in the transformers oh and he would betray megatron a drop of a hat and then crawl back for asking for forgiveness it was it was possibly a little bit like the joker harley relationship in other ways but i'm not going to judge robots and their um interfaces but it would happen just with like a tedious almost just tedious regularity that he would go aha now was my chance to strike whoops (laughs) now is my chance to screw it up again Yeah. yeah You can even die properly. You become a robot ghost. That makes no sense. Wow. Robot <laughs> ghost. That's awesome. Why did I not watch this cartoon? I yeah. was going to say because I had a life during that time period, but I think we all know that's not the case. Maybe we just hmm. didn't get very good TV reception. Hmm. Possibly. Yeah, but yeah, there's a... Um, so, so the idea that there's possibly... So when you say hangout, I'm picturing a seedy bar where... The villains, goons, hang out. You know, they 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 where they nurse their injuries from being, you know, from from facing off against punch fist and dive kick or whatever the the local um, <laughs> the local supers are called. <laughs> and you know, maybe they just realise thrust them, and suplex. We can go all night on these ones, people. <laughs> they they simply they realise that they're they're maybe they've just figured out that the plan, the plans the super villains come up with. Are largely contingent and may be deliberately involved their expendability, or at very least them get, them being put in harm's way repeatedly. And maybe they're just they they they're not quite unionizing, but they're they're deciding they'd rather have someone who feels a little bit of empathy to the little guy. However long that lasts. Yeah, why do you look so down, Bob? Well, I was yeah cleaning up around the lair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, found a secret door. Oh, anything cool? Yeah, not really. It was just the remains of the the, the previous eighteen Bobs. Oh, yeah, that's always creepy. <laughs> yeah, so they, they, maybe they, they, they're feeling hard done by, and they feel that they're part of the, the schemes aren't safe in any way. Mm. So yeah, I like it. I like, like the idea that it's really a good a good narrative driver. I'm not sure. I mean, would the party be one of the the groups? I I think the party is the sidekicks. I would I would do this as it's basically an opportunity to play the villains, ideally without going into cackling insanity. But it's basically... I'm not sure of the game system, I think. I mean, in my head, what I'd want to, I'd want to do is, is use something like leverage, or I've heard good things about Blades in the Dark, mm-hmm. and this sort of thing, that basically have it a game that more or less starts and ends with the taking out of the villains. Hmm. That's because, you know, ultimately from, from a GMing point of view and from a player's point of view, you want them to succeed. What happens beyond that is perhaps better handled by another game. It's a different story effectively. Yeah. I mean, the end of the story is when each of these evil sidekicks 
wanders to their seedy dive bar or the abandoned building where they were meeting or wherever they were hanging out. It could just be a coffee shop. I mean, it'd be very entertaining if it was just a coffee shop. Mm. But, yeah, they all meet up there and each one of them is carrying the signature item of their their evil uh, their, their evil villain um, former leader. So mm. if we're going Gotham, you've got somebody who's... Yeah, one of the, the the sidekicks has turned up wearing the penguin's top hat. Somebody else has got that stupid cane with the question mark on it for the Riddler. I don't think the Joker really had anything other than dribbling fucking insanity going for him in terms of a prop. He does have the flag, the flag bang gun. Oh yeah, he's got the bang gun. Yeah, two faces. Yeah, somebody just flicking two faces coin repeatedly in the air, and that can be the closing scene. Or even the opening scene, and then you work back from how that... How oh, that nice! Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, in my head, I'd like it to be one of these games where you'd sort of... You'd go forward with, you know, somebody... Yeah, somebody's henchman is going after somebody else's else's villain. They reach sort of some point where they're, they're outplayed or they're outmaneuvered and it's not working. And then you cut away to how one of the other people is helping that situation. It could break down into chaos. Yeah. Uh, if you're using Blades in the Dark, it could be that that person has, you know, they're attempting to sneak in and do the thing that will, will lead to the villain's demise, the not their villain's demise. Yeah. But there, some sort of get-out-of-jail-free or, or, or card has been left by the villain in question's henchman, and you can narrate that. And Blades in the Dark, I believe, would work very well for that. Yeah, I haven't I haven't read it yet. It's 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 on the list of games to read, but at this point, there's a few of them. Mm. Yep, no, it definitely has mechanic for saying, all right, we the 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 flashback set up in advance kind of thing is like ah, the, the you know that that you know that mirrors the way that you know, shows like Leverage or Man mm. from Uncle that sort of Mission Impossible. The aha, we have we are so competent. We knew this was coming. Nice kind of thing because yeah, that yeah. that would be the, that, that would be the vibe I would want personally. I would want the yeah, flashback to earlier when, hmm. and you know, to be honest, um, the other, but the the other more brutal option would be you say um, a game like Champions or Heroes or whichever is the more recent version, or say GURPS Supers, and you give them a bunch of like twenty five point normal human characters, like, oh, and the villains are regular villains. They are actually scaled, so they have to figure out how to do it. But they've got a they've got a reserve. They've got a bunch of of, of mooks mm. that they could possibly expend getting to their task. There's either way either way you could do it. One one's a kind of more trad approach, one's a more new new wave. Thematically the the more trad approach does have the thing of these these are people who are taking out their villains mm. by expending mooks. In the exact <laughs> same way that the villain expends sidekicks, it's a vicious circle. Yeah, it's effectively the you are yeah you are now on the top of the heap. You are the monster. Mm-hmm. And if you want if you wanted to do the complete bastard version of it, and you could get away with the party with the players not noticing, you can then sort of do the closing scene of narrating the the gleam in the head mook's eye as he sort of speculatively eyes that bang gun that the new Joker is holding. Yeah. yeah. I would. I would also, if you, if you, if for for super dickery of a, of a next here, you, you could have the you'd have the villains in question have a very very strict protocol about stuff that they do, and so and you know one of them is that they never all four of them, let's say, it's these four major villainous things never meet 
two, occasionally three, maybe, but four, all four of them are never in the same place. The reason is because if you bring all of the four, the four artifacts, the things that are going to be using to give them their powers together in the same place, bad shit happens. <laughs> but they just don't mention that to their mooks because <laughs> they're not going to last. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, they would, they would just be uh, super dickery for the, GM's, for the GM's sake, though, and you don't want to encourage that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. No, I like, I like the idea. Yeah. Um, Henches on a train. I think is uh, would be an interesting henchman on a train. Yeah, mm. you definitely want to dig into the um, venture rows kind of levels of ridiculous. Well, it's a, it's definitely a venue for that sort of super rock, super spy, super science kind of thing. Yeah, some of that stuff is going to come out no matter what you do. So oh yeah, plan ahead and embrace it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. No, I like that. Yeah, there's, there's a few. There's a couple of approaches there as well, which is cool. Woo! It does. Veer a little clo- closely to mine, so I might I might bust it out now, and we'll see see how it goes. Okay, like I, like I said earlier, I kind of somewhat somewhat have a quibble with the 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 idea of the villains having sidekicks. I'm sure it exists somewhere, but generally, villains don't do the mentor mentee hate that word relationship thing at all. It's very much the 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 territory of the noble good example superhero to have their sidekick dashboard kind of person to kind of be a uh, kind of maybe be a successor maybe a an understudy but that's the kind of thing that you know for obvious reasons including you know what happened to bob all the bobs (laughs) um it's something that villains don't tend to, to cultivate and i bet you there is a there is an example there, if there are examples out there, well, the prominent one will be the inverse, the inverted thing. Will be a bit of a, it'll be a bit of a, a bit of a mockery of it. But I can't, I couldn't think of one on the top of my head. I'm sure someone out there in the universe will, will know. So, I, I couldn't really see them being like sidekicks to evil. But and thinking about inversion, I started thinking about the comic and soon to be released TV show Runaways. Okay. In which the teenage offspring of a group of powerful and slightly neglectful <laughs> supervillains uh, super called the Pride, each with their own shtick, very much, very much their own kind of field. Been kept, the kids have been kept in the dark. They discover something terrible is going on, and the parents are less, you know, kind of not murdery about the entire thing, and they they run away and sort of accidentally become superheroes and great comic series um cool characters lots of teen angst and drama and a tiny girl who calls herself power princess punches the punisher in the nuts at one point which is hilarious but (laughs) yeah yeah super strong nine-year-old or something yep yep yeah and i I frankly think all the characters are, are pretty charming oh no very very good comic well worth a read or wait for the movie or TV series. TV series or movie? TV series. Much better fit. Yeah, definitely. And it was written by Brian K. Vaughan. I find it quite charming, actually. And pretty good at going for the heartstrings on occasion. And so it's a cool series. And as I say, nice inversion, the idea of a what if kind of. Do these, these people, these villains have kids and so forth? Mm. So, my inversion on the inversion is that. You have a setting with classic superheroes who have sidekicks. Maybe sidekicks are even mandated. 
maybe that's it's kind of like a, a like a, a a constraint placed on them so they're not so they have someone else to look after and maybe the people are concerned that they might get a bit too dr manhattan kind of out there okay yeah and, and it, maybe it's a tradition but this the certain group of superheroes their psychics don't feel don't feel appreciated they're, they're also seeing how the uh, superhero sausage is made let yeah. me back that one up <laughs> they're <laughs> jaded about the process of superheroes doing business in the world let's not make it like the boys because that'd be hideous or like rick reich's brat pack that's where so, i was going with it yes okay so we'll <laughs> just back that phrase up and everyone just just try and delete the last few seconds of, of human memory awesome I'd like to delete my entire memory of reading Brat Pack, but um, apparently vodka just isn't strong enough. Thanks, indeed, Rick indeed. Veitch. <laughs> yeah, you, you were you were only using it orally, weren't you? That that was your mistake. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it, it's it's kind of designed not to 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 make you happy. Well, it worked. So so yeah, not so a little bit of the corporate materialist narcissistic thing a little bit from the boys but not just the the depths of depravity the kind of thing so these that so these kids just don't feel listened to appreciate and they're just just sick of it but they basically have effectively play dates they're supposed to hang out with one another and you know and and teach each other how to be good future superheroes and they decide to do basically the complete opposite they go evil mostly out of boredom mostly out of rebellion to to to, to, to you know to shake their fist at the um the godlings that kind of control their lives. They're sticking it to the man. And the, the sticking it to the, the Uberman, even. Sticking it to the Uberman. <laughs> and, but the thing is, they're not very good at it. And they start running into law enforcement. Real villains. They're mentors. Awkward. Yeah. And, and, you know, they've adopted identities and so forth, and people don't know who they are. And it's all like, Oh, and, and you know they can they can they get away with some stuff because they know the 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 protocols and the procedures, and they're relatively well equipped for a bunch of teenagers. But the idea of having the game spiral nightmarishly out of oh my goodness, they've teamed up our superheroes and their vil- and their arch villains have teamed up to chase us. We are so screwed. <laughs> wow, <laughs> they just. So it's a bit of a comedy game. I, I would well, if it wasn't, it would be nightmarish. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 comedy. Yeah, make make it a, a a bit slapstick, but comedy of manners. The idea that the that the superheroes and supervillains realize that these people have got fantastic insight. Just the inside information is just amazing. Who could these people possibly be? They must be a huge threat. No, they actually suck quite a lot. I don't know. There could be a huge threat, but right in this moment, they're just just chitting themselves, and this is this is the worst thing that could possibly have happened. But the idea that it's the worst thing that could possibly happen, I think, is pretty funny. So yeah, and you could use you could probably do maybe use masks as a as a basis, or again maybe just a regular superhero game, whatever suits you best. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I just yeah, if you wanted kind of like. It would be a farce. I think it would absolutely work best as a, fa- a farce. Everyone's buying in that they're like, hoo-hoo, you know, we're, we're, we're young and reckless and rebellious, and oh my goodness, we have just 
done the dumbest thing in the world. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the Justice League and the League of Villains are after us. Not independently, no, they're coordinating. And possibly the only thing that's keeping them from being like com- immediately annihilated or, or captured or tracked down is that the, 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 the hero, both the heroes and the villains are over-extrapolating based on what they know and what they've done to like, these must be like God-tier threats, quickly like scour the scour the skies for them and they're kind of in the coffee store huddling yeah. <laughs> yeah, hiding in the back of a starbucks behind a uh, display of pumpkin spice everything it is that time of year apparently <laughs> the spicening is upon us indeed minter is coming <laughs> <sighs> all right so yeah that's my idea nice mm-hmm. cool so you had a couple of others I did, I did. Um, well, yeah, flicking on from the previous one with side, yeah, and at least in my mind, sidekick means hero. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's totally valid. Yep. I, it, it go, even it, go, it goes down to like folks like uh, Doc Savage and uh, Indiana Jones and so forth, mm. but generally it's the protagonist hero of, of whatever. And occasionally you have, you know, you have, villains have flunkies maybe, Mm, yeah, flunkies or trusted lieutenants or that kind of thing, but mm. not sidekicks. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. So my thinking was, and you can tell that basically I just did this by going through and putting the emphasis on different words in Evil Sidekick Hangout. I mean, that's more or less where we got how we got to this. This is how the process works, people. Stop judging. Um, so sidekick usually means hero. So why are the evil sidekick? Mm. why are they hanging out together what are they up to and it depends on how you wanted to go with this but you could do this as a sneaky kind of like the taking out the heroes equivalent of the previous one of plotting to take out each other's villains except in this case what you've got are a bunch of a, a bunch of sidekicks to heroes who are actually the bad guys whether these are kind of deep cover sidekicks that Basically, a villain with a very, very long time frame has put in place, has gone and found and trained up sufficiently talented youths and put them in situations where they can become the sidekicks to these heroes so that you've got a villain who basically has a sleeper agent in every single hero's operation. Right. Maybe they, they came up with that legislation that, you know, if you're a registered superhero, you need to have a, a plucky ward. Mm. Because otherwise, going around murdering the um, parents of aspiring circus acrobats, you know, it might start to form a pattern. A little bit, yeah. It's always a bit okay, sus. But, yep. Yeah, uh, like, okay, they would, yeah. being, being villains and having sufficient time on your side, you can figure out how they did this. Damn it, you've killed my sidekick. Now I have to go out and find an emotionally vulnerable young man with no ties or immediate family and a desperate need, a desperate need for a strong male role model and start all over again. A little bit. I think that one was the Wolverroach from Cerebus. Probably one of the many incarnations. Or Captain Something or other. Not sure. Was, yes, I, I, I seem to remember the whole thing of the, 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 the character having soaked in super serum. And it's not actually super serum. It's not difficult to build a physically impressive specimen. You just need to find somebody stupid enough to do what you tell them. Yeah. Yeah, that could have been the one. Anyway, mm. okay, so where was I going with this? Yes, so 
it's basically the temptation would be to basically try Ooh. to do it like the TV Ooh. show The Americans, but with Ooh. superheroes. Ooh. 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 Good Ooh. idea. Or do you need the bathroom? Ooh. I, I can't tell over the internet. I've got a terrible pun name. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, go for it. The Supermanchurian candidate. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm making a note. <laughs> right. Okay, so no, no, I, I don't, I don't, and possibly, like, like suggested earlier, maybe the, the, this is a very, like, this is a super long-term plan to build in the mechanism by which the superhero is going to be taken down by giving them these, you know, these sleeper agents. So, yeah, okay. It kind of implies somebody is planning the long, long, long game, but, yep. Mm. We had henchmen on a train, and now we've got the Supermanchurian candidate. I cannot wait to see what you come up with for the third one. This is awesome. <laughs> yes, so I would I would tend to do this as a a fairly serious or as serious as you can go with supers, because it's not that easy to go serious with supers, to be honest. It's not that easy to go serious without overcorrecting wildly into dumb. Or Grim Duty. Yeah, we, we don't want Lego Batman here. Or maybe we do. I'm not sure. No, I think we kind of... I kind of do, but yeah, it, mm. it might not be appropriate for this particular thing. I, I haven't seen that yet, but... I, I have seen the Lego Ninjago movie. Really? <laughs> I paid nothing to see it, and I'm pretty happy with that. Um, that, that was a good decision? Well, I think it held together for, like, two and three quarters acts, and then the ending was just a... And then the movie ends. They they right. didn't they did not stick the landing. I mean, they, they did okay on the dismount. They did not stick the landing. I'm not sure why I'm going with a gymnastics thing there. Just run with it, okay? Probably love jumping. The ninjas yeah, are mad. Yeah, don't make this weird. <laughs> so, yes, I would go with a, a taking as seriously as you reasonably can sleeper agents, because presumably it's a circumstance that whoever's running this thing maybe isn't running the long game of I will wipe out all of the superheroes, because then... Well, unless you manage to promote all of your sidekick young wards into into being superheroes so that you control a lot of them, which in some cases might work, but in other cases, you know, if you've got somebody with enormous godlike powers bestowed by some sort of alien entity, okay, maybe they can pick up the Green Lantern ring and use it, but maybe they can't. If you've got somebody who's this weird mutant or fell into the, the generic vat of chemicals, presumably that doesn't transfer just because you got a promotion. So maybe their goal isn't to replace the heroes. It's simply to allow whoever is running this show to do their own thing completely unobserved or unimpeded by the heroes. Maybe just to provide the... They're planning ahead of time. They think, okay, this guy is, you know, jump tall buildings, yada, yada. If we get somewhere on the inside, if they capture or they clo- they're closing in on us or they're doing something that would be a threat to us, they can tip us off or give us an out. Mm. And maybe maybe they feel that the existing, the status quo works fine for them, especially if it's, say, the, the hero was one of those extremely moral, well, off to Arkham with you again types. Mm. And so basically they're just, they're just, you know, palming another race for the, uh, to put up their sleeve. And this is almost a Lex Luthor or maybe Kingpin plot. No, no, this is a Xanatos gambit. Oh, good point. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is this is too complicated. Yeah, this is this is a Xanatos. <laughs> pretty gambit. much anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Insanely long-term plan. And yes, just foreseeing the circumstance where the thing you're preparing for would be useful and or necessary is 
slightly mad. So yeah. Okay, Xenatos Gambit. Yep, nice gargoyles. Yes. Yes, character from Gargoyles. Yeah. One of the better (laughs) comic book or comic cartoon villains, in my view, because he was actually clever and nuanced. He wasn't terribly villainous either. He was a bit... It was was very, very manipulative, and he certainly didn't expressly want the best for everybody, but yeah, he wasn't dick about it Mm. most of the time. Yeah, he was a bit of a... Yeah, quite a bit of an ass, but not... um, Yeah, not 100% a dick. Very useful Mm. distinction. Okay, so... Okay, so that was the Superman Shurian candidate. But how does that play out in a game? I guess it's a setup. I think it plays out in the context of... I would effectively sit down, watch the show The Americans, which is all about Mm -hmm. Soviet sleeper agents in a deep cover sleeper agents in 80s America, and kind of take your cue off that, that what you can play with is you've got these jobs to do to get information from, sabotage the efforts of, and manipulate the heroes. And sometimes it might be your hero, sometimes it might be a related hero. You've got these things to Mm. do. It's obvious, you know, it's presumably it's a cause that you're committed enough to to be doing this thing. But on the other hand, you are spending most of your life with these people. These are your friends and your co-workers. Mm. So I would I would want to pick a system that really allowed you to play with that. Apocalypse World is an obvious one to go to for anything relationshipy. But I'm mm, sure there are other yeah. options out there. But yeah, I would essentially want to be want to be pulling on those two strings that there's the job that you do but there's also the fact that you are interacting with these people if they're not your they're not your friends or at least your colleagues in everything these are not bad people but you're doing bad stuff to them yeah uh the temptation to just run it until somebody snaps yeah so basically they're trying to walk that tightrope between completing the mission and being staying sane and on task to being the person they're pretending to be. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that came up in, in the show, the Americans is figuring out that the way, the way to get information into and out of a CIA uh, operation is via the teenage daughter of, of one of the, the officials. And so mm-hmm. our protagonist sit, sets themselves up in a situation where they can seduce said teenage daughter and then is kind of thinking, well, actually, I have a teenage daughter of my own. You know, I am literally setting myself up to seduce somebody who is the equivalent of my own daughter. Mm. And, yeah, they pounded that button good and hard. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would want something that played with that a lot. I'm not 100% sure what that system is. And I think you'd want to do – you'd probably want to sort of set up with, okay, here's a season. Here's – you know, if I was doing it, I would – I would probably come up with here is an overriding job for everybody. Here is everybody's bits of it. The campaign ends when that's happened. Cause otherwise it's a game with no end in sight. Yeah. And kind of stressful. One. Yeah. Cool. Okay. No, that's, that's pretty interesting. Alrighty. So you had a third idea. Yes. So I, I feel at this point, just to have a break in me talking for the audience's purposes. Mm-hmm. We also had some some commentary on my tale is essentially is basically the same as one Bobo only dumber over on the Fear the Boot 
uh, blatant self-promotion thread, mm-hmm. which includes the comment from from Taz of liking the idea of Captain Juan Bobo, plot monkey. Yeah. A explanation as to where the canned pasta and other nightmares came from. Yes, and that was further back up the thread. Yeah, that was quite quite a way back up the thread. Two years yeah. ago, so. Um, yeah. <laughs> and also some questions about some questions about what type of monkey Juan Bobo is, which I don't know. Maybe to give people a break from my voice, Ben could could take a crack at. Kinemono asked, "Is Juan Bobo a bonobo?" I like the idea of a campaign where the goal was not so much to succeed as to stave off disaster as much as us as possible. Well, the ship is mostly intact and there was no arterial and no arterial blood was shed, so I'm counting this as a win. Yes, that was that was from uh, Burning. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was from Burning, yes, and, and Kamino one up to that as <laughs> by saying, Of course, if he's a banana bear, then his other go to solution for most problems will he have sex with the source of the problem. Yes, it was an orca, don't judge. <laughs> Let us go, didn't it? And then I cropped up with, I was initially wondering whether an Apocalypse World hack would fit one, Bobo, on the grounds that the game is a bit less about the adventurer, the adventures and a bit more about the idiots following one, Bobo. The Bonobo thing makes me wonder whether you'd keep the sex moves, but tweak them to be about what you do when your captain is problem-solving. Uh, that kind of seems more like an end-of-game like a an end of game move. Mm. Because... Because this, the in apocalypse of the six moves are basically triggered by intimacy and vulnerability and so forth. Whereas in this case, I'm suggesting they're triggered by horrifying comedy. Yeah. Okay. Fair call. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, it's not. It's not, it's not completely uh, uncalled for. But yes. But it's, if it's if it's something that's triggered by a single thing, yeah, it means it would happen to everybody. So it'd be kind of like the the yes, the the solution has been found. Uh... Yeah. I I don't know if I can I can get that to work, but. <laughs> For anyone who's missing what this is, bonobos have a very bonobo monkeys have a very open communal culture and diffuse any social problems they have by basically having sex. And seem like the pretty much the happiest primates in existence. So I do remember an episode of the Jank cast from many years ago where one of the one of the cast had been reading up about bonobos and had basically was just explaining bonobo society with great enthusiasm and maybe a little jealousy maybe a little yes yeah it it was it was an entertaining thing so yes captain juan bonobo (laughs) okay also we had a suggestion a couple of of comments from tim soholt asking one whether the name of bobo being associated with a monkey in my head was because of professor bobo from mystery science theater 3000 and as soon as I read that, my thought was, oh, of course it bloody was. How did I not? Right. Yeah. That, that is absolutely where that came from. There were no <laughs> question in my mind. I had completely forgotten the character until Tim mentioned it. And then, yes, of course, that's, that is where it came from. The old cast members show up like twice, a couple of like skits in the new series. But so yes, I'm vaguely, I've not seen as much MST3K as you have, but yeah. Certainly a possibility. Um, there was also a, another comment from Tim suggesting that Mindy from the Buttons and Mindy cartoons on Animaniacs is a sort of an example of the pirate Captain Juan Bobo archetype, although she's obviously not a leader per se. I do not remember this cartoon, unfortunately. Yeah, Buttons and Mindy was basically a cute 
Elmer Fudd esque, not quite Elvira. Uh, actually, no, she wasn't. She wasn't. A, she wasn't the Elmira model, but she was a toddler, slightly older age child. And Buttons was a large, placid Alsatian who was desperately trying to stop her from wandering into construction sites. Oh, that and, one. Um, yeah, yeah, um, factories and things like that. And Buttons just you know would impose himself or, or get in the way or something and generally get horribly brutalized thereby saving Mindy. Right. Okay. Yes. I hadn't realized that thing had a name mm-hmm. or yep. if it did, I didn't remember what it was. Also a comment on the Dr. Who RPG that the Dr. Who RPG uh, compensates for the abilities of the doctor by giving the player less plot currency, basically, mm-hmm. which yeah, that's very much how that works. I just looked at pictures, and, and Buttons is way less Alsatian-y than I remember. Just Warner Brothers dog kind hmm. of thing. Yeah, weird. Wonder, wonder why I thought of it. I thought of Buttons as being an Alsatian. Odd. Okay, so those were that, that, that was some stuff stuff from people who aren't us. What was the third idea? Oh yeah, my third idea, which I'm really looking forward to seeing what you you come up with for um, fifty statement. So no pressure. Which is basically yeah, it's it's a one liner. Wholesome and hopelessly naive sidekicks go slumming it on a night out and choose poorly. <laughs> the dark, the dark nightclub. No, that's not quite. Yeah, it's, it's getting in the right way. Yeah, I am basically thinking that it's yeah, it's an out and out comedy game, probably a convention game. It would work reasonably well for because it's just a bunch of sidekicks heading out for a night out. They decide we we're not going to go to the the wholesome sidekick milk bar or whatever. Yeah. We are going to go somewhere downtown, a little bit edgy, and just wander into the dodgiest, you know, the, the dodgiest, most horrible bar imaginable. Chaos ensues. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, they, yes, the, the dive bar called the Danger Room or something, and maybe either they're recognized, which would be less, that would be a different sort of game, but yes, if they, they if they're, they're relatively unknown and they but they play on their knowledge of, of supervillains and so forth and pretend to be sidekicks of supervillains to impress their new friends and get into terrible, terrible trouble. Nice. Yes, it would need it would need to be something where I would want this to be a low fatality sort of system. High risk, low fatality. Mm. Because the object of the exercise is not villains get curb stomped to death by mobsters. Oh, sorry, yeah. Sidekick get curb stomped to death by by mobsters, but more sidekicks run for their lives down dumpster-strewn alleyways, chased by mm. dot, dot, dot. Ooh, you could make it... Huh. Yeah, maybe they, 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 they... Okay. The sidekicks decide to do something to impress their their, their mentors and, and, and assigned heroes. They hear through the the, the grapevine that there is a bunch of villains henchmen that are going to be um, meeting, but it's not then no no none of the capes will be told. This is this is completely just normal folks. It's basically the opening to the warriors. Okay, Cyrus, the so, some some charismatic henchman going uh, in place of Cyrus going. Can you dig it? And it's like. The, the, these hedge people have realized they run this town if they just disregard the supervillains. Super, the supervillains couldn't get anything without them because mostly they're, you know, 
horribly mentally unstable and don't, don't can't find their pants if they're not be, being assisted. Mm. And they, but they 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 they've amassed they've they, they, they've managed to amass armies. And it's like they, they, instead of instead of the um the the gangs of New York. They, these the, from from the, the warriors take ambush. These these groups of henchmen, all garishly colour coded, of course, just oh, just of course. in the same way, of course. Um, but the sidekicks have crept in, and they're going to aha! Holy crap! There's a lot of you guys, <laughs> and they have their their communicators and so forth taken off of them, and managed to use some of the some of their their gadgets and gizmos to escape, but are now running pell mell through the the wrong the bad part of town, chased by every henchman ever yeah because they, they don't want the heroes to find out they don't want the villains to capture them and find out they want them this could this be a little darker possibly they do not want these kids getting back with the news that they are about to turn on the, the, the turn on the villains because and, and, and the kids don't, don't want the henchmen to let everybody know that they did this dumb uh, thing. I think the kids are probably the, the, the sidekicks are probably really interested in living through the night. Well, that too. So, yeah, it's probably high on their list of, of bucket list. Don't die. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I mean, it's it's shades of the movie Judgment Night. Oh yes, as well. yes. There was, there was that sort of thing that I was thinking. It was like, yes, there suddenly things have gone to it's gone to crap. The the normally somewhat safe city is now a battleground, or at least is a place of. of peril for this group and they are running through the night attempting to escape um these garishly clad hordes of people and technically you know finding a super villain wouldn't be optimal but it might be better than being cornered and um pummeled to death in an alleyway somewhere well if we can make it to the yeah okay if we go to the joker's lair ring the doorbell run quickly maybe he'll open it up at the right time yes. and- also he, he appreciates a good prank <laughs> yeah, yeah. We wouldn't pull that. Sh- yeah, we wouldn't pull that shit on Two Face. But the Joker, we might get away with it. Yeah. So no, actually, I quite like that one. Yeah. Especially if, if you if you blend it with like this idea of the um, fleeing across the city. Mm. That was the aspect of it I quite liked. Is the the, the yeah. fleeing across the city, um, <laughs> pursued by bad guys, kind of mm. uh, kind of deal. Yeah. And, but make it. But bring it down to the scale that the. Um, that the the sidekicks can cope with. Well, at least yeah. at least at least manage to flee from. So yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just imagining somebody sort of hitting the hitting the intercom at the Joker's place because you know of course they know where the Joker Joker lives, but nobody's ever been able to take him out. And sort of a, hey, Joker, what's got 800 feet? Yeah, it is right at your door, and then just running away as the mob of henchmen arrive. I like it. Cool. Yeah, no, that'll be fun. I might come up with I might be able to come up with a pithy name by the time the episode is, but yeah. And the Dark Nightclub has a certain something to yeah, it. It's a bit, it's a bit crap. It is no Superman Turian candidate or henchman yeah. on a train. Might be another classic film uh, reference we can dig out of that. Hmm. But no, pretty good. I mean, there must be something more recent than Judgment Night that has that kind of. We have seen something we're not supposed to, and now we're in a lot of trouble. It's a vibe. bit purgy, but not quite. Mm. I think I think it's, it's a lot of that sort of stuff's gone, but social commentary, so it's not quite the same thing. It's not the the city is aflame, social unrest kind of thing. It's a bit more a bit more pointed than that. Mm. But still, okay. So yes, those are my three ideas. Well, awesome. three fragments of idea. Yeah, no, I, those are all excellent. I think they would make they are quite fresh takes on the um, going gone from stale to deeply unhip to slightly problematic. 
bad touchy kind of thing that sidekick sidekicks have to face so yeah i think we navigated that minefield except for the whole sausage comment from earlier yeah yeah I was wondering if you were going to edit that out entirely, and so this will be the only reference to the sausage. No, no. I think we to have a callback here, it needs something to call back to. And, hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone loves a callback. I don't know. Feel the Boot has done very well out of the missing episodes. It's a bit of mystique, I think, they've got that we are um, we, we might be missing. Sorely lacking. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Alrighty. Gee, we got any other news? I am trying to think of other news. We've we've done the election bit, and I, I've ranted about politics, so that's always done. Mm-hmm. What else do we... Well, I can say that I've finally got two-thirds of a game, well, maybe three-quarters, depends on if you count the creation process, which you probably should, of a game of Questlandia under my belt. So I might want to see if I can articulate my excellent experience in some sort of review or something. Oh. We haven't put up many review game review posts lately with... Uh, Doctor Video Games being indisposed, so maybe that will be a, a thing that we can add. See if mm. I can write something coherent. I can always edit this out if I don't. Um, yeah, if that doesn't if that doesn't end up happening. Yeah, yeah, but bloody good time actually, but uh, and and good to get back onto some semi regular role playing that hasn't turned into a scheduling slash pistol drama nightmare within a week. So that's nice. I'm not sure how much is, um, is being picked up by the microphone, but a large white van has appeared outside my place. And away. It, it does have a certain runaway vibe. I mean, I, uh, yeah, the, some of the letters have fallen off the name of the company, which is always a really yeah, good sign. Yeah. It's very encouraging. <laughs> also, I can't actually see who's in the van. I can just see the door moving occasionally, which is even more creepy. And I'm kind of glad that it's two floors down and the door's locked. Nice. Mm, yeah, so right. this might be the last you hear from me, listeners. Um, it's been an honour and a privilege. Avenge him. Yes, avenge me. <laughs> carry on my works. <laughs> in, in in particular, if you want to carry on my works by going into work and finishing off the code I was working on, I'd really well, appreciate your it. co-workers, well, I don't think you'll be in a position having been dragged off screaming into the suspicious, badly um, lettered van. Badly so, lettered van, yeah. You're prob- probably the least of your concerns at that point. But... Uh, nice of you to think of them. Yeah, you don't like to leave um, leave tasks unfinished. You know, it's the whole thing that creates uh, sort of angry ghosts that there are tasks in this world that were unfinished. Generally, those tasks tend to be a little bit more sort of find the person who murdered my family or recover the artifact, and a little a little bit no, a no, little no, bit no, less dude. finish coding up that um, lookup dictionary so that the two different data tables work correct together correctly. No, but, it, dude, dude, sorry. The restless spirits explain a lot of the problems I've seen with some software projects. So, yeah, I think that's actually what's going on most of the time. Maybe exorcism is okay. preferable to um, to debugging. Yeah, it, it does. It does fit into that whole thing of. Um, of getting SCSI chains to work, that you know, you must remember that a, a, a SCSI chain requires uh, three terminators: a terminator on the device, a terminator at the end of chain, and the uh, end of a chain, and a terminator of a black goat at the stroke of midnight. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so on that um, slightly weird notes, do we want to announce what episode one hundred is? It's about time-ish, mm. I think. No, it's not about time. It's about something completely unrelated to time. Well, it's it's a couple of episodes out, so yes, we've decided. Yeah, episode one hundred is coming up, not next time, but next, uh, but the time after that. And you want to do the honors? I could if my memory was better. I feel like we wrote this thing oh, down. Oh no, no, I know. It's just, I, it's just uh, there is a null point of the. Okay. 
Wow, that was nerdy. Do we want to do we want to do the backstory? Because I don't know I don't know the backstory off the top of my head. I think it's the important possibly the important part. Or do we just want to leave the weirdness hanging there? Um let's go with I, I, I can do a bit of the backstory. Okay. Actually, or no, let's just leave the let's just leave the weirdness hanging. So we should probably announce the next episode. Yes. In episode ninety nine, we can look forward to canned pasta and other nightmares. And there is in fact a callback to a previous episode from a few mm-hmm. years ago. Yep. I think that was the mystical land of Denaria. Oh yes, the one where Kitamono had this really fantastic sort of pun-laden thing mm. that he'd written in, which got completely ruined by me not getting any of the references and pronouncing the names yes, wrong. Yes, it made it a bit difficult that Chef Boyardee is not something that we – is not universally understood. But mm. I think I got from reading paranoia books from the 80s, so eh, oh, yeah, yeah. books is full of puns. You might explain several things. So that's that's episode ninety nine, and for episode one hundred. Oh, were you leaving a gap for me? Or? That was your cue. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Can we do that again then? Also, we should leave that bit in. And so, and for episode one hundred, international detective dragons from outer space. Yep. Nice. Yep. Okay. I think we nailed that. <laughs> Smooth. Ready. Yeah. So. Thank you for um, soldiering on through this evil sidekick hangout. And we'll hang out next time for Canned Pasta and Other Nightmares. See you then. (laughs) Enjoy your pasta. Indeed. Bye-bye. Want to hear more of our shenanigans? Then go to hoarde.net and click on the button that looks like a couch. The Big Red Couch is released under Attribution, Non-Commercial, Sharealike, 3.0 Unported from creativecommons.org. All music on the show comes from the album Universal Fluff Theory by Krakatoa. Visit them at krakatoa.com or follow the link from our page. See you next time!